This is Franchise Friday, a short episode designed to talk all things franchising. As a listener of the Path to Freedom podcast, you know you want to take control of your life and create more freedom for yourself. But have you ever stopped to consider franchise ownership as an avenue for doing just that? Owning a franchise means you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And it can be a great way to become a first-time business owner or even for a seasoned entrepreneur to expand their portfolio and break into a new business. But where do you even start? I know firsthand how overwhelming of a process it can be to figure out which franchise companies are good, which ones might be a good fit for you, and how to go about vetting them. And that's exactly what I'll be talking about in these episodes. I'll be detailing the methodical process I use with my consulting clients to help them navigate what would typically be an overwhelming process. There's an art to finding the right franchise for you and conducting a thorough investigation, and that's what I'll be unpacking on Franchise Fridays. Thanks for tuning in. Let's drop in. Hey, what's up, P2F listeners? Hey, I don't know if my mic is picking this up or not, but I am sitting here recording with my window open. I can hear the birds chirping. Spring is in the air as of the time of recording this. It's uh, coming up on mid-March, so I'm loving this warmer weather. It's got me feeling positive. Hope you're out there feeling good and wanted to uh, just thank you for all the support. I've been getting a lot of really positive feedback on the podcast, which is just, you know, getting me even more fired up to keep putting out episodes and, uh, you know, share it. Share it with anyone that you think will enjoy listening to it and get value from it. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. So really appreciate all of the positive feedback that I'm getting, but it is Friday. So that means it's time for another episode of Franchise Friday. If you call it last week's episode, we talked about the all important question, the money question, how much money can I expect to make in a franchise business? So if you caught that episode, you heard me talk about a lot of different variables that go into that money question. How much money can you make? So obviously it depends on the franchise business itself, but beyond that, it depends a lot on you as the franchise owner. How well do you execute? How well do you follow the system and the processes that the franchisor has in place? You heard me talk a lot about the fact that, you know, regardless of what the business is, so much of your success as a franchisee comes down to where are you spending your time? And I explained how I think about this, which is as you're investigating a franchise business, you really want to you know, understand what are the levers in this business? What are the things that I as the franchise owner have the ability to pull on to drive better financial results? So anyways, if you didn't catch that episode, I'd highly recommend that you go back and listen to it. And really, as I've said all throughout this Franchise Friday series, go back and start from the beginning because each of these episodes builds off of the episodes before. And what I'm really trying to do in this series is you know, take people through a pretty thorough explanation of exactly what I do with the consulting clients that I work with as I'm you know, helping them identify and investigate franchise businesses that are likely to be a great fit for them. So, you know, if you're just now tuning into Franchise Friday or if you've caught an episode here and there, 
you know, I, I would really recommend going back to the very first episode and listening through in chronological order. Uh, and I think you'll be glad that you did. And of course, you know, if, if franchise ownership is something that you're seriously considering, definitely listen to the podcast episodes, but also reach out to me. I would love to talk to you more about, you know, my process and how I go about helping people find a great franchise business for them. And I spend a lot of my time, you know, researching franchise companies and developing relationships with these companies and really understanding, you know, what it is that they are looking for in their franchisees and what it takes to be successful. So, you know, I'm a big believer that, you know, what's, what's going to be the best franchise business for someone, it all depends on where they are today and where they're looking to go. Uh, so, you know, what's a good franchise for me would not necessarily be a good franchise for you or for someone else. So it really is a personalized approach. So I hope that these episodes are helpful, but if this is something you're really considering, then reach out to me. I'd love to to help you. This is what I do. And, and I get uh, a lot of joy doing it, uh, as sappy as that may sound. Um, so anyways, in, in today's episode, I want to kind of cover, you know, usually what's kind of towards the end of the process, maybe almost the final step of the franchise investigative process. So, you know, up to this point, you've identified, you know, a handful of franchise businesses that really kind of line up with what you're looking for. All right. And go back to the episodes where I talk about, you know, how to go about narrowing down your list and how to, you know, even get clear on what type of business would make the most sense for you. <clears throat> so you've identified that you've started working with a representative from the franchise company going through their step by step, you know, what's usually referred to as a discovery process. You know, you've talked to the franchisor, you've learned from them, you've received the franchise disclosure document, which has so much information in it that you need to be aware of that's going to be instrumental in helping you get to a decision as to whether or not, you know, a particular franchise business is right for you. You've started building out a pro forma or doing some modeling to really wrap your head around, you know, the economics of the business and you know, what the financial opportunity may look like. You're, you've, at this point, talked to some other franchise owners. You know, this is referred to as validation. And as I said in the episode where I talked about validation, in my experience, this is the most valuable part of the process, hearing from other franchise owners, learning from their experience. You know, they can answer questions for you based on their experience that the franchisor will not be able to answer as directly. So they are very, very critical in helping you gather the information that you need to make an educated and informed decision. And so once you've gotten to this point in the process, especially once you've talked to as many franchisees as, as you feel you need to, to get kind of the full picture, then it's time to really sit down and kind of compile your notes and everything that you've learned. And this is something that you know, I find with a lot of people because, you know, to go through this process the right way, this is, you know, usually a month to two month process for most people. I'd say at least four to six weeks 
to, you know, initially engage with the franchise company and go through all of the steps we've covered so far in Franchise Friday and, and have these conversations with franchisees. So I really stress to people the importance of, you know, staying organized throughout the process. So taking good notes, you know, filing everything away that the franchisor provides you. And so at this point in the process, I recommend kind of circling back to some of the things that you learned about in the early stages of the process, because, and I saw this when I used to do franchise development for the brands I worked with, you know, people would get to the end of the process and they would sometimes kind of forget things that we talked about very early on. So, you know, make sure you're going back, reviewing all the information that's been provided to you, reviewing all of your notes, trying to keep them organized. And of course, including everything that you've learned from the franchisees that you spoke to. And so at that point, I would really recommend trying to kind of make almost just like a checklist or a bullet point list of, all right, what outstanding information is there that I don't yet have? Or what are what are some of the biggest questions that I still have that have maybe not yet been answered or that I just need some additional clarification on or a little more insight into? And then also kind of come up with a list of any concerns that you may have, right? Whether that's, you know, the market that you're in, uh, is that going to be, you know, an ideal market for this particular business? Maybe you're concerned about the sales component of the business. Maybe you're concerned about, you know, the marketing, the, the hiring, the recruiting. I mean, any concerns that you may have, make a list of those. And at that point, communicate very clearly with the development representative that you've been working with for the franchise or that's kind of been guiding you through this process. And I would say, Hey, you know, before we talk about next steps, I just want to kind of regroup. I've had some great conversations with franchisees learned a lot, but here's kind of a consolidated breakdown of everything that I feel like I still need to learn or that I, I, you know, have questions or concerns about. And then let the franchise development representative kind of direct you in terms of where to get that information. Uh, It could be, you know, that you want to do another validation call or two with some franchisees. It could be that the representative may set you up with a call with, you know, the director of operations or the director of marketing, you know, someone that you know, maybe has a little more expertise in a certain area of the business than the development rep does, and they can get some of your questions answered. And the reason I'm saying all of this is because this entire process builds up to, you know, kind of a culminating event, which is usually referred to as a discovery day. You'll hear other terminology, meet the team day, join the team day, confirmation day, which I actually like confirmation day, and I'll explain why here in just a minute. Uh, But discovery day is probably the most common term that you'll hear. And essentially, that is an opportunity for, you know, you, the candidate or the prospective franchisee to meet with the franchisor and usually the entire team of the franchisor you know, what I think of as the home office team. And, you know, pre-COVID discovery days pretty much always happened in person at the franchisor's headquarters. Obviously, COVID's changed that a bit. 
for the last year or so, a lot, if not all companies have had to kind of shift to more of a virtual discovery day. Uh, now, I'm recording this in March of 2021, starting to see some franchisors go back to in-person discovery days, especially you know if they are headquartered in a state that is a little more open. Uh, but even with that, most franchisors I'm seeing are, if they're doing their discovery day in person, they're still giving an option to attend virtually for anyone that may not be comfortable traveling. All right. I personally hope that, you know, when it's safe and when it's appropriate, you know, franchisors go back to hosting these discovery days in person. And there's a couple of reasons for that. On the franchisor side, you know, it shows commitment from the prospective franchisee, right? Because if you have to book a plane ticket, you know, book a hotel for a night or two and actually take several days out of your schedule to attend this discovery day, that shows the franchisor that you are very serious and very committed to seeing this process through and really determining if there could be a partnership here. On the prospective franchisee side, it I think is always going to give you a much better understanding of the franchisor, which at the end of the day is who you would be partnering with. You know, I've talked a lot about this, but Franchising is a partnership between the franchisees and the franchisor. So what better way to, you know, really determine if someone's going to be a good partner than to sit down with them in person and meet face to face. And, you know, for most franchisors, when they're hosting a discovery day in person, you know, usually they like for you to come in the day before the actual discovery day and a lot of times they'll take you out to dinner, maybe host dinner there at the headquarters. And that's usually a little more informal. Uh, you're not going to you know, sit through presentations typically. And it's really a good chance to just sit down, break some bread with the people that would be supporting you should you go on to become a franchisee. And then typically the, the actual day that makes up a discovery day, you know, that's going to be little more formal in nature, typically not incredibly formal, but, you know, some presentations from different heads of departments, uh, depending on the business, they may take you to an actual location, let you kind of observe, um, you know, if it's a business that sells a product, they may, you know, let you kind of get your hands on the actual product. If it's a, you know, business that provides a service, they may even let you kind of, you know, take a whirl at, providing the service. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of different ways that, you know, companies will kind of structure their discovery days, you know, depending on the type of business that they're in. But usually it's a fantastic opportunity to, you know, see in person a lot of the things that you've been learning about all the way through this process. And it makes it much more tangible. But beyond that, it's a great opportunity to really meet you know, the key team of the franchisor. As I said before, it's the people that would be behind you, supporting you as a franchisee, you know, should you as well as them determine that this is a partnership that makes sense. So I say all that to, to lead to this. The, when I'm working with 
my consulting clients through this process, my recommendation is always that, you know, if you are going to commit to attending a discovery day, whether it's in person or virtual, you need to understand the purpose of a discovery day. And the purpose of a discovery day for most franchisors is not to create an opportunity for you to come in and gather a lot of new information that has not already been provided to you. Typically, the goal is to go and confirm everything that you've learned throughout the process. And that's what I was alluding to earlier when I said, I actually really like the term confirmation day. All right, so if you still have a lot of outstanding questions, if you still have a lot of outstanding concerns that you know would be deal breakers for you in getting into that particular franchise business, do your very best to get those addressed before you commit to attending a discovery day. So that's where, you know, really taking some time as you go through the validation calls to, you know, compile all your notes, gather your thoughts, put them into an organized manner, and then communicate very clearly with your representative from the franchisor and come up with a plan to get your questions and concerns addressed. And then assuming those questions and the majority of those concerns are addressed and you feel good about it, then it's time to kind of shift your focus to thinking about a discovery day. And a lot of companies, uh, franchisors structure this process uh, as you have to be invited to attend a discovery day. You know, we've already talked a lot about the fact that, you know, with good franchisors, this whole process is, it's an approval process, right? It's a mutual evaluation. It's not just there so that, you know, you, the prospective franchisee, can determine if you want to buy into this franchise. That is a key component of this process, obviously, but it's not the only component, right? This process is a two-way street. The franchisor is vetting you. They're going to want to get to know you throughout this entire process. They're going to want to know that, you know, you would be a good representative of their brand. They also want to know that you you understand what it's going to take to be successful and you have the ability to do that, whether that skill set, background, know-how, the right mentality, usually it's a combination of all of these things. So very important to remember, especially going into Discovery Day because a lot of companies will actually invite you to come to Discovery Day. It's not just something you, you know, sign up for on a whim. You know, the, the franchise or development representative is usually going to be the one that kind of says, yes, you've completed all of the steps in the process. And, you know, they're going to be the ones that kind of determine whether or not you're knowledgeable enough and a good enough fit to be invited to attend a discovery day. So, you know, in preparing for discovery day, as I've said, you want to do your very, very best to get your questions and concerns addressed going into it. And I'm not saying, you know, if you have some questions about, you know, how does the product actually work and you know you're going to get a demonstration of the product at Discovery Day, great. I mean, you will get some new information. But, I mean, the, the way I explain it to the people I work with is you want to pretty much be able to get to 85 90% sure 
that this franchise is the right fit for you if you're going to commit to a discovery day. And it's, it's harder when these discovery days are virtual because it's less of a commitment, right? You're not having to travel. They don't usually last as long because they're usually done through Zoom or a similar platform. So just because of attention spans and whatnot, they're usually maybe half a day instead of a day and a half type deal. Uh, so it's not as much of a commitment, but I really encourage the people that I work with to keep the same mentality as though they were going to buy a plane ticket and they were going to travel for a night or two to go visit with this franchisor. So, you know, think of it in this way, like you want to get, you want to gather the information, you want to get answers and clarity and have your concerns addressed to the point where you are 85 to 90% certain that this is the right fit. And you go to Discovery Day looking to confirm all of this. And unless you get to Discovery Day and the people that you meet there or you see something, you know, that's new to you and it sets off some red flags, Discovery Day shouldn't really teach you a whole lot of new information. It should really just reiterate everything you've learned throughout this process. And again, it's such a good opportunity to really get to know and start developing some relationships with the people that you would be partnering with. Because in any partnership, of course, you want to feel confident that, you know, your partner has your back. So it's the exact same here. And so leaving a discovery day, you know, you want to get to the point where you're either still 85 to 90% certain, or maybe even, you know, you're more certain after meeting with the franchisor and meeting the team and seeing the headquarters in person and, you know, feeling and touching the product, if that's, you know, applicable, maybe you get to 95% sure. Very rarely does someone leave a discovery day and they're a hundred percent certain, you know, that this is the right franchise for them. It happens, but usually that those last few percentage points of uncertainty have to do with, with you right? And, and your mindset, you know, do you have enough confidence in yourself that you can take this leap and make it work? That you can do the work and be successful like the other franchisees you talked to as you were going through the validation process. So anyways, that's, in my experience, kind of where your head needs to be at to say, yes, let's, let's, Assuming I'm invited, let's get me signed up for Discovery Day and let's do it. And then preparing for Discovery Day, you know, again, two-way street here, mutual evaluation. So you absolutely want to go into a Discovery Day putting your best foot forward, right? So, you know, dress appropriately and you'll have a pretty good feel for the culture uh, of a franchise company by the time you get to this point in the process, right? So some companies you know, the culture may be that you're going to dress a little more formal, you know, when you come to a discovery day. Uh, some of the cultures may be super laid back, right? So if you're overdressed, you're just going to not look like you don't fit in. And that might indicate to the franchisor that you don't really have a good uh, feel for what their culture is that they've created within their organization. So dress appropriately. I wouldn't say necessarily, you know, dress to the nines, but dress appropriately for the setting and, you know, so that you're going to show you would be a good culture fit. And then, you know, be prepared. 
do your homework. Again, this is where compiling all of your notes and all the information that you've learned uh, is so important and review all of that information. So everything is fresh and that you're sharp going into this. You know, be prepared to talk about uh, yourself, your background. Be prepared to talk about why you like this particular franchise business. Usually franchisors are going to want to hear from you. So, hey, what is it about uh, our business that, you know, seems so appealing to you? Why do you think this could be such a good fit? You know, be prepared to talk about the conversations you had with other franchisees. Again, franchisors usually want to hear what you learned in those conversations. Now, they're not going to say, hey, who did you talk to and tell me exactly what they said? It's not like that, but they want to get a good sense that you had these conversations and you have some good takeaways from them and you learned from them. Right. And, and one thing that I, I really want to stress, because I've worked with people that have gone in and done this and, and almost always it's going to really make you look bad in the eyes of the franchisor and potentially even blow any shot you had it at getting approved to become a franchisee. Don't come in there with your guard up. Don't come in there thinking that, you know, hey, I'm going in and I've got to have my guns blazing. I'm going to just fire questions at them left and right you know, like this is some sort of a negotiation or that you're putting the franchisor on trial, you know, trying to catch them, uh, you know, in a lie or something like that. If that's how you feel, don't even go to the discovery day. If you've gotten that impression going through this process that the franchisor is trying to pull something over on you and you need to go in there and, and interrogate them to get the truth, well, that, I mean, don't even go to the discovery day. Whether any of that's true or not, I mean, that's just not, that, that tells me it's not a good culture fit and, and not going to lead to a good partnership. So don't come in with your guard up. I'm not saying don't ask questions. I'm just saying do it in a way that, you know, you're genuinely interested and you're wanting to learn. Don't do it in, you know, like an aggressive type of manner, right? I've just, I've seen people do this and I'm not sure what it is. I guess it's a mindset thing where they're, you know, in this setting at the franchisors kind of, you know, home court and, you know, their, their defenses go up. So that's something to be aware of. The other thing that I find sometimes people don't really think through as much is you likely won't be the only prospective franchisee here at this discovery day. Usually there will be, you know, at least one or two other, you know, what I call buying groups, right? So that could be a single, you know, uh, individual looking to become a franchisee. It could be a husband and wife couple. It could be, you know, one or two business partners, any, anything of that nature. So, you know, think through how you're going to interact with those other people, right? Because believe me, the franchisors are watching that. You know, if you're at dinner the night before, they're, they're watching how you're interacting, right? Are, are you getting along with the other prospective franchisees that are there? Or are you trying to maybe show off and, and look like you know more than they do? But again, most franchisors are intentionally trying to build a certain type of culture within their organization. And so big part of what they're looking for when people come into a discovery day is they're wanting to see, are these people going to be a good culture fit? And how you interact with the other candidates, you're you're, you know, potentially what would be your peers as 
franchisees in the future, that's something they're watching very closely. So, you know, keep that in mind. And, and the other thing I would say is, you know, genuinely try to develop some relationships with these people. Every franchise we've invested in, I've met other people at Discovery Day, ourselves, and at least some of those people at the Discovery Day went on to become franchisees. And in a lot of cases, you're going to be on a similar timeline as them, right? So you might find yourself in training with them, you know, a couple months later. You know, you, you'll likely, if that's the case, then you'll likely be opening your businesses around the same time. So, you know, you're going to be going through a similar evolution with your business as some of these people that you may meet at Discovery Day. And they could potentially be a, a really good resource to, to you and even become really good friends, right? I mean, that's been the case for us. And I know it's happened with other people that I've worked with. So, you know, be cognizant of that fact and, you know, be likable, <laughs> you know, be, uh, be friendly, be genuinely interested in learning more about, you know, the other people that are in attendance of this discovery day, as well as with everyone that you meet uh, from the home office team. You know, a lot of times you're going to really get to interact and possibly for the first time with the leadership team, right? the CEO, maybe the founder of the company, the, the COO, CFO, whoever's heading up marketing, you might get to interact with whoever would be responsible for training you. If you go on to become a franchisee, you know, these are people that you want to like you uh, because they're going to be people that are going to be there helping you out as you start to open and then continue to grow your franchise business. So I, I realize a lot of this kind of sounds maybe like common sense, but I've been doing this long enough and I've seen some people act really crazy when they find themselves in these discovery day scenarios. So I do think it's all worth kind of, you know, reiterating and, uh, and, and just cause I, I don't know, sometimes people don't think about it uh, before they find themselves there and then they react in, in a weird way and it doesn't, it doesn't show very well. And the other thing I would say, and I might have alluded to this earlier, like you want to, you know, be able to demonstrate that you're knowledgeable about the business. You want to be able to demonstrate that you're knowledgeable about whatever industry the business may be in. You certainly want to demonstrate that you're, you know, business savvy and that, you know, you have whatever skill set it is that the franchisor is looking for in prospective franchisees. But you want to walk that fine line of being confident, being knowledgeable showing that you're intelligent, but not showing off, right? I've been in discovery days where, you know, one individual will essentially try to dominate the entire day, right? No one else can get a, a word in edgewise. Franchisors see that and it's usually a turnoff for them. So that's something else to keep in mind. And then finally, I would say, you know, if you find yourself in a discovery day, scenario. And prior to that, you did still have a few, you know, outstanding questions or concerns. That is absolutely the time to get it all buttoned up. You want to leave that discovery day with all of the information that you need to make a decision. And again, as I said before, I mean, my biggest recommendation, it doesn't always work out this way, but my biggest recommendation is you should be going into a discovery day knowing that your decision is yes if you get approved and only if 
you see something there at Discovery Day that changes your mind, you know, then you're still leaving Discovery Day saying yes, unless you see something that changes your mind, just to make sure I'm clear on that. Because usually it's after this Discovery Day, in most cases, it's like within a day or two of Discovery Day wrapping up that the franchisor will come back to you and say, congratulations, you've been approved to become a franchisee. And then balls in your court to make a decision. So if you've gone through this process the right way, if you've really sat down and done the hard work, and by the hard work, I mean the internal work, right? The, the wrestling with what I call FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. If you've done that, if you feel confident in the business itself, and if you feel confident in your ability to execute and be successful in the business, even though there's no guarantees and there's certainly a lot of unknowns anytime you're going to start a business, but if you feel confident and then you go to this discovery day, you meet with the team, you know, all of that checks out, you feel good about it, you need to be prepared to make a decision. Now, good franchisors, they're not going to expect you to make a commitment at Discovery Day, usually. And if for some reason that's the case, they should set that expectation with you prior to Discovery Day. They're certainly not usually going to expect you to sit down and actually sign a franchise agreement while you're there or, you know, wire them any funds. But good franchisors, once they approve you, they're watching how quickly you make a decision. And they're not doing this with the intent of trying to rush you into making a decision. They're not doing it with the intent of trying to pressure you into making a decision. They're not holding a gun to your head. And in a lot of cases, they don't even have like an official clock that's ticking down for you to have to make a decision. But they are watching, right? Because any good franchisor wants franchisees that can be decisive. Because in any business, how decisive you are as an owner is going to play a big part in how successful you are as an owner. You're always going to have decisions to make in business. The longer you kind of kick the can down the road, the longer you kind of go back and forth on what decisions, the best decision to make, usually the worse the situation gets. So making a decision quickly, and I'm not saying, you know, rush into a decision, whether it's buying a franchise or once you're in business, you know, something related to the business, you know, gather the information that you need, but then make a decision and take action versus, you know, getting what I call paralysis by analysis, right? So this decision, which is a huge decision to, you know, buy into a franchise this decision is a perfect example of what, you know, any business owner is going to experience once they're in business. So franchisors are looking at this. Uh, you know, I've seen it where people went to discovery day, they got the approval and then they literally just toiled around, went back and forth for weeks or some cases, even months after the franchisor approved them. Well, after a certain point, and that, that point, that amount of time may be different depending on the franchisor, but after a certain point, you start to become a lot 
less appealing to a franchisor when they start realizing, wow, this person just really can't seem to make a decision. You know, and I've even seen it where franchisors come back and say, hey, look, if it's this hard for you to make a decision, that tells us that this is not the right fit for you. So, you know, we really appreciate the time. Great getting to know you. But I think you ought to go try to find something that you can be a little more confident in. We wish you the best of luck. I've seen it happen. It happens. Believe me. And again, I want to stress, I'm not saying rush into this, but I'm saying if you've gone through this process the right way, it should not be that hard of a decision after discovery day. And you need to get your mind right going into discovery day, being prepared to make that decision. And it's still going to be scary. It's going to be very scary. It's going to be probably one of the hardest decisions you've ever made. Um, But you've got to be prepared to drop in once you get that approval. And I mean, think about it this way. I had someone explain it to me this way. uh, You know, another consultant that, that does what I do. They said it's basically like the franchise, you know, after discovery day, franchisor gives you an approval. It's like basically think of this as the franchisor got down on one knee and just proposed to you. And by you not giving them an answer within a reasonable period of time, I'm meaning if it takes you several weeks or even worse months to get back to the franchisor and make a decision. Well, how do you think that franchisor feels? Right. Cause they're probably under the impression, well, they're probably going to, two or three other discovery days and trying to weigh their options. And, you know, again, good franchisors, they want to feel good about who they're bringing in as franchisees, but they also want to make sure that their franchisees really think that they're the best fit for them. So these are things that I found can sometimes be counterintuitive, uh, you know, for, for some of the people as they get to this point in the process. And, you know, there's a lot happening with most people at this point in the process, there is a lot of emotion. Usually there's a lot of uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. There's a lot of things running through your mind. Uh, There's also usually a lot of other people having input here, whether that's friends, family, a spouse, uh, you know, your next door neighbor that doesn't know the first thing about business that's trying to, you know, coach you on, on the right decision to make. I mean, there's a lot of factors here that, you know, have the potential to create some head trash. So that's what I'm going to get into in the next episode is, you know, how people can kind of process through the fear, the uncertainty, the doubt that they're having, because I certainly don't want to discredit any of those things. I've been through it myself uh, in the business, in the franchises that we've bought. Uh, It's real. But, you know, if you've gone through this process the right way, if you've determined that a franchise really is a good fit, then you want to make sure that the fear, uncertainty, and doubt doesn't derail you and prevent you from doing something that could really be life-changing and and be one of the best things that ever happened to you in the long run. So that's what I'm going to get into the next episode is, you know, how to kind of protect yourself from, you know, the outside input that hasn't gathered all the information that you have as you've gone through this process, how to make sure you don't get ambushed by any of that, and also just how internally you know, mentally to process through the fear, the uncertainty, the doubt, you know, how to get a little more clarity on what's real and what's, you know, more just your imagination conjuring up things because you're about to jump out of your comfort zone. 
So make sure to tune into that because it's, it's so important. It happens with everyone, you know, maybe to different degrees, but we're all human and that's human nature. So that's what I'm going to get into in the next episode, but I hope this was helpful. Again, please share with anyone that you think would get value from this. And thanks again to everyone that listens and gives me feedback on the podcast. I really, really appreciate all of the support. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend or rest of your week. Whenever you're listening to this, go drop in. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for dropping in with me to this episode of Franchise Friday. I hope you learned something new. If you're interested in speaking with me about how you can start charting your own path to freedom through franchise ownership, I'd love to have a conversation. I provide a free consulting service to help people just like you identify and investigate franchise businesses that will help them create freedom in their own lives, and I'd love to help you with the same. You can visit my website at www.path the number two frdm.com or send me an email at wes at path the number two frdm.com make sure to tune in to next week's episodes of the path to freedom podcast and follow or subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and if you know someone else that would get value from this please take a moment to share with them until next time go drop in